Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. In my two high school English classes at Imperial Academy here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College in Edmond, Oklahoma, we are covering some deeply impactful books. The ninth graders are reading The Red Badge of Courage, and the 10th through 12th graders are reading Lord Jim. Now, both of these books have an underlying theme of redemption. The Red Badge of Courage is set on the battlefield during the Civil War. Lord Jim is a book that pretty much takes place on or near the sea, and it has to do with sailing. But the main characters in both these books really have a lot in common, and their commonality really does apply directly to all of our lives. It has been so inspiring going through both of these books. I've really learned a lot, and I hope the students have as well, because they do have powerful lessons for our lives. Now, this idea of redemption is a pretty thought-provoking one. It's hard to really understand this subject sometimes. It does require a lot of thought. But just think about the settings of these two books. The battlefield of the Red, the red Badge of Courage. The ship of Lord Jim. Now, both of those jobs contain a high degree of danger. If you're on the battlefield, you have to stand and fight. You have to follow your commands and be willing to risk death. Now this very much the same is true of being a sailor. If you are helping transport passengers over the sea and something happens with the ship you have to make sure that everyone else has a chance to be rescued ahead of yourself and if necessary you are expected to go down with the ship to drown along with your sinking ship now, you can imagine in either one of those jobs, being a soldier or being a sailor, that you would be constantly questioning yourself, what would I do if it really came down to it? If I really had to make what I thought was a life or death decision, would I do my duty would I lay down my life for the cause, for the greater good? Or would I run away? Would I try to jump overboard? 
you could say. And it's really a situation where we can't quite know what we would do until the time comes. We can't be absolutely sure that we would stay and fight or that we would go down with the ship. We don't know until we have actually followed through and done it. So I don't want to give away too much about these books. I would encourage you to read both of them. Again, that's The Red Badge of Courage and Lord Jim, both of which are being covered in the Imperial Academy High School English classes right now. And you can also listen to an in-depth discussion on Lord Jim right here on KPCG. You can go back into the archives of Just the Best Literature, one of our radio shows. And Mr. Dennis Leap talks about Lord Jim and all the lessons about that book. But what happens if in the heat of the moment we make the wrong decision? What happens when we fail? And yes, I said when we fail. (laughs) There are so many chances in life to fail and it is going to happen at some point. But what happens after that? What do we do about it? How can we receive redemption? How can we pick ourselves up when we display cowardice, when we run away from the fight, when we make the wrong choice, when we let other people down, and more importantly, when we let God down? How do we recover from that? Now, in both of these books, you get a great sense of just the evils of human nature. Now, it turns out that both of the main characters are extremely overly self-reliant. They trust in themselves to an extreme fault. And they have all kinds of ways to try to escape punishment, to get away with wrongdoing. And really, they, they, they become obsessed with what other people think about them. Now, isn't that a common reaction when we fall short, when we let down, when we fail? We scramble to try to pick up the pieces of our broken reputation. We want others to think well of us again and trust us again. Now, sadly, in both of these books, these characters try to achieve redemption on their own, their own way. And it really doesn't work out quite as well as it could if they were relying on God. There's even a point in the red badge of courage where the main character basically says, well, the sins I've committed, I committed in the dark. And so it doesn't really matter. It's like I didn't do anything bad. No human being saw me. Of course, he wasn't thinking about the fact that God sees everything 
God knows everything. He knows what we're thinking. He knows what we say, what we do. He knows whenever we sin. There's no hiding that. But if all we care about is the opinions of other people, we're going to be so far off the right track. We won't be pleasing God at all. It's so easy to overlook the fact that God sees everything because we're worried about human beings finally seeing the truth whenever we fail. We don't want to be exposed and we don't think about how God has seen all of it all the time. Not just the one time we're worried about human beings seeing it. There's so much in the Bible about redemption. And it really should give us quite a lot of comfort. Like I mentioned, it can be so easy just to rely on ourselves. It can also be really easy to become discouraged and dwell in those past sins to wallow in our failure, to mope about it, to think we could never recover. And yet that simply is not the case. We can find great hope in the comforting words of the Bible. God wants to redeem us. Now just think about that term, redeem or redemption. It's like a transaction that turns out strongly in your favor. When you redeem a coupon, you save money or you get a prize. It turns out that what you get in return for that paper coupon is a lot more valuable than that simple piece of paper. It actually turns into money or a possession. You're transforming a piece of printed paper into something much better when you redeem that coupon. And the same could be said of us when we receive redemption from God. We receive something much greater than our flawed, broken lives. And we have to be able to see that big picture. Redemption uh, oftentimes implies failure, but the end result is so much better than where we are right now. Job 19 verse 25 says, For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Here, Job could foresee the God of the Old Testament, the word who later became Jesus Christ, standing on earth. Job could see thousands of years into the future in this situation. He could see Christ returning to earth and ruling and that's something we're all about to see, not just in a vision, but in reality. And there, <laughs> the God who later became Christ is called 
my redeemer. So God really cares about redeeming us, turning us from the burnt out hunk of human junk that Herbert W. Armstrong described himself as into members of his own family. Psalm 19 verse 14 says, calls God my strength and my redeemer. And essentially here, King David was calling God his own family. That's Psalm 19 verse 14. There is family language here in these translations. So how great is that hope when we know that even when we have failed, we can be redeemed. Now, Christ paid a horrific penalty for the sins of all mankind. He gave it all, his body, his life, his blood, so that we might be redeemed. Now, that all happens according to God's perfect timing, but the sacrifice has already been paid. We are redeemed from death. We are reconciled to God by that death of Jesus Christ, as it says in Romans chapter 5. Just sweet, glorious redemption. It's not all over for us when we fail. When we sin, when we let down, when we fall short, there is hope yet. Isaiah 44 talks about the Lord redeeming Jacob. So it's talking about an entire nation of people descended from the ancient Jacob, who was later renamed Israel. And all those descendants being redeemed. And really, it's about the whole world being redeemed. Like I said, there are plenty of instances in the Bible that talk about redemption. Now, going back to that book, Lord Jim, the main character, Jim, really just wants to escape. He can't deal with his past. And so he keeps on running away. And he just wants to slam the door on the outside world. He wants to find an environment where he is shut off from his past, where no one knows about it. And he can start a new life. He can have a clean slate. And don't we all want that? <laughs> don't we all have that inclination to run away sometimes? But again, that urge comes from not relying on God. God can cancel out all of those failures. 
if we'll just look to him for help. He'll give us the strength to face the consequences of our actions. He'll give us the wisdom to avoid making those same mistakes again. And he'll give us opportunities to do the right thing the next time. Now, of course, it is hard to realize all of that in the moment, in the stinging moment of devastating failure. But it's still true. Now, Titus chapter 2 talks about redemption as well. Titus 2 and verse 14 talks about Christ redeeming us from all sin and purifying unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. So you can get an idea there of how Christ expects us to rebound when we fail. He is in the process, along with God the Father, of purifying us, cleansing us of sin. Now that that involves a total change of mind and direction in life. And yes, sometimes it could be a little painful. But then we become a peculiar or a special people to God. We become zealous of good works. We could even use past failures as motivation. We can become zealous as we remember that history. And that will make us more motivated than ever to do good works moving forward. Now, the result of sin, the breaking of God's law, is death. You can see that in Romans 6. Sin is slavery. Law-keeping is actual freedom. And God wants to break us free from slavery to sin and from Satan the devil. He wants to redeem us and give us a fresh start. A fresh start his way, not by running away like Jim did. And ultimately, redemption is about being born into God's family. It goes beyond our day-to-day -day lives, living better from day to day. It, it actually points us to our future. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 talks about the last enemy to, to be defeated being death. At some point, for all of us, <laughs> death will no longer be an option. Death will no longer cause so much pain for those of us still living as we mourn the dead. Death is the last enemy. And that chapter, 1 Corinthians 15, also talks about being transformed from physical into spirit, from flesh into spirit mortal to immortal, human to God, being a part of that God family. That is the completion of our redemption process. That's what God and Christ are working toward right now.
to redeem all mankind, to make it so that we do not wallow in our failure, so that we do not turn to vice and addiction to deal with failure, but so that we are zealous of good works. We use past failure as motivation to move forward. Ephesians 1 says that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So you see, redemption is tied up in our future, in the glory of God. And we know, because of the power of God's Holy Spirit, that we will be freed and delivered. We will be redeemed. God will save us from death on the battlefield or Drowning with a sinking ship. We don't have to be miserable seeking redemption our own way. Like the main characters in those two books I mentioned earlier, the red badge of courage and Lord Jim. Redemption is coming. What a hopeful future being actual sons of God. That is the ultimate redemption. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.